Ladies and gentlemen, welcome or welcome back to the JKWD podcast, where we are having a goofy morning, it seems. So you are the beneficiaries. Calvin, how are you doing today? <laughs> I'm wonderful. Thank you very much. Um, I, I am. Um, you know, I always talk about the weather when we call here. I don't know why, but yesterday in Liverpool, New York, it got to 90 degrees and it's supposed to do it again today. And, and yeah, skies are blue, no wind, no rain, no winter storm. You don't have to snow blow 90 degrees. Your love has got me, baby. No, <laughs> don't have to snow blow 90 degrees. Nope. And it's okay. Cause I like, I can go outside, but when I come back in my house is such that it hasn't taken up all that warmth yet. So it's still cool inside. So I can go do some work, which shocks all the neighbors, I must say. And then I can come back inside and, and giggle because they look so surprised. <laughs> How about you? What's going on? Um, I'm good. It's actually been a fairly cool week here, but we're uh, we're going to get that 90 degree weather next week. Oh, so I'm sure but I signed up for that. You know, oh, I, I signed yeah. up for, for low hundreds by, by uh-huh. moving moving where I moved on purpose. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Um, really what I signed up for was, uh, not ever having a snow blow again in my life, <laughs> but it, you well, know, see, it, came the, it came with the 90 something degrees. So, yeah. I, uh, I actually so, like snow blowing. It's, 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 I, I find that fun. I, it's, it's invigorating for me. I think we should have a winter Olympic sport of snow blowing really. Well, I mean, some of the, Winter Olympic sports are kind of like snow blowing. <laughs> no, they're not. I'm sorry. No, I'm they're not. That toboggan one is a little weird. It's not snow blowing, but it's it's crazy. But anyway, yeah. Well, so skeleton is the one that I think I'd like to try. What was that? Skeleton is the one I think I'd like to try. Yeah, that's the one where you go head first on the sled down the big ice chute. Oh no, I have no. Uh, uh-uh. no, I. I they have sides and my head's first. That's crazy. Yeah. Well, I mean, luge is the one where you go on your back, but I think you'd see more if you went head first <laughs> and faster. Yeah. True enough. You let me know how that goes. Sure. Well, the problem is I'd have to get someplace cold and I might not do that. Oh, well, yeah. You don't like the cold. Well, you know, you could step out of your comfort zone again. Maybe. Yeah, why bother? <laughs> Welcome to the Josh and Kelvin Oral Domination Podcast, where we talk about better humanhood and teach you how to dominate your world. Here we go. <laughs> but, you know, there are uh, there are levels to comfort zones, right? And and what we're willing to do to yeah, there there are some things that are not worth stepping outside your comfort zone for in, in our own estimation. True. Right. So we went we were in Hawaii a few years ago. We went zip lining. Mm-hmm. Yeah, this of course was my wife's idea. Um <laughs> hey, when are we ever going to get back here? And when are we ever going to be near a zipline again? Well, we'll probably be near a zipline again, but okay. We might as well try something 
I'm not going to go up in a helicopter with no doors, um, but we'll, we'll do the zip lining thing uh-huh. so, to get to the zip lining thing. Uh-huh. The first thing they had us do was go on this wire bridge where oh. you, strap, you strap your harness onto the side, but uh-huh. it's two wires to hold on to. And I'm giving a visual, which is useful for a podcast, right? Right. Um, and one wire to walk on. And it's Excuse up over. Yeah, I mean, you tell me. You mean you mean really like one wire to walk? Yeah, on? yeah, like like not a like nothing wide. Just and you know, it's like wow. twenty. It's like twenty feet up. You know, for some people, that's not that high. Um, and your harness in. So, like, if you slip, you're going like eight inches, and then you're you just climb back up on. The yeah, because I had a real bad picture there for a second. Um, yeah, no. <laughs> Okay, but the but the whole idea of this is that the um, the guides can tell by how uncomfortable people get uh, that who they're going to have trouble with. <laughs> right, right. Okay. Because the thing about the way they built the zip lines is, if you bail on a zip line, it's like a five mile walk back. Right. So it's easy to get in, not so easy to get out. Gotcha. Okay. So they, you know, they they stop you a few times along the way. So the zip line is going to be way higher. You're going to be moving way faster. If you go bail, bail now. <laughs> <laughs> um, but the zip line was so. A, it was worth it, right? It, it was worth the discomfort. Mm-hmm. And B, the the second one. You already had the experience of the first. So the first one, I, I was kind of holding on tight and and like, okay, you know, landed fine. Like, uh, there was a nice view up there. I was a little uncomfortable, but mm-hmm. um, m- meanwhile, Jenny did that first one and, and you know, she she came in with with one arm out and um, screaming some fun obscenities. Uh, I, I think fun she, obscenities. I think she came in with an F yeah or something like that. Um, <laughs> and, uh, wow. The second one, I, I just uh, took my arms off the thing and I just, I let myself fly. Some people did that second one upside down. I was not going to try that. Oh, um, wow. Yeah. Well, that involves as soon as you get off the ledge, um, you rolling yourself up and grabbing the wire with your feet. Uh, which I don't see me doing that. Yeah, no, I didn't. I, I, was like, I don't. I don't even think I could do that if I wanted to. I mean, <laughs> that, you know, that just gets your head closer to the things you want to look at. You I, know, two hundred feet below. Um, get it? Yeah. But yeah, send me the video. I, you know, I had fun doing it, and yeah, that was outside my comfort zone. Uh, there are some things that are also outside my comfort zone, like I don't know, climbing a. 2000 foot boulder and jumping off of it in a squirrel suit. Yeah. Not going to do it. No, nope. just, I, I don't think that the payoff is going to be worth uh, <laughs> the discomfort on the way up. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I got you on that. I, uh, let me see. You know, I haven't even done the, Well, I did that zip line thing. I think probably enchanted forest or something like that, but we had a chair. Um, 
So we were just like, it was a ski lift kind of thing. Okay. Yeah. Like, I hate ski lifts. That that was uncomfortable because it was a long way down and it was still just one wire over top holding on to all those chairs. Yeah. But well, it was kind of cool. Lifts move slow. Yeah. yeah. They, they don't involve gravity. Like they're mechanical. Yeah. As opposed to just go. So maybe I haven't. Oh, I don't. So I haven't been on a zip line. Oh, maybe not. I don't. I, yeah. yeah, no, usually they just strap you in and the only thing holding you, you know, just the wires holding you up. But yeah, um, but you're you're not stuck in a you're not stuck in a in a chair. You can. Yeah. The end and get yourself off. Yeah. How often do they inspect those? <laughs> yeah, maybe one day, maybe one day. Hey. I'm, you know, I'm coming up on 70 in a, you know, few years. Try something. Hey, hey, uh, the the elder President Bush used to parachute every day on his birthday, right up until he was about 90, 92. Yeah. And they told him to stop. We haven't done that either. No, no, I'm good. <laughs> I'm good on the parachuting. I don't need to jump out. Of yeah. The so other than that, you know, one of my biggest things was a roller coaster. I, uh. And I remember when I was a young kid, I went on a roller coaster at Coney Island. I don't even know if that place exists anymore. I believe it does. And I told God I was never going to get on another roller coaster. That was horrible. And then and that was, was the old that? wooden coasters too, right? That that was that was one of those things that shook and. Uh, yeah, yeah, way back, way back then. And then a few years later, I ended up at. Um, The enchant no, it was someplace in Florida, some someplace in Florida, and you know we were looking at this uh, those tube things. Oh no 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 no, I'm sorry, no, this was this was also a roller coaster, but I was like, nah, I don't think I'm gonna go there. But I'm in line talking to my friends, and they're looking at me and they're just smiling. We're having a conversation, and suddenly we're there. Oh, what was the name of that sucker? Um. I don't even remember the name of it, but it, it went back. It, you know, you go so far. See what I hate about roller coasters most is that initial drop to get it started. And something about having my stomach actually in my throat bothers me, but it was, it just felt horrible from there. And, but this one actually like turned upside down, did loops and stuff. And I was, oh, no, thank you. And by the time I got out of that, it was crazy. But the stupidest thing I ever did was at the Enchanted Forest in uh, in uh, right here in New York. Where, do you, where, where is it? Where is it up there? Who's got the Enchanted Forest? Anyway, those water tubes. I went there a long time. You know, I had my kids. You go in the tube and it goes around, around, around. You end up on a splash. Up on the well, river? Or no, no, no. It was, it was in the side. park. It was, it was okay. enclosed. But so I, I climb these stairs and I get to the top because I had kids with me then. I'm like, you know, you, you don't want to look like a real wuss in front of the kids. Right. And the best friend. And and he's, and this kid looks at me and he says, OK, now you'd think I'm smarter. He said, if you want to slow down, just lay back. <laughs> <laughs> and I... <laughs> I'm like, okay. You were, you were in the Air Force. You, you were in the Air Force. You didn't think about the aerodynamics. I didn't think about <laughs> nothing. All I know was 
I laid back. I got in that tube. All that water's in there. I am now flying through this thing. I'm going up the sides. It's got an open top. So I'm like, oh, my God, I'm going to die. I'm going through this tube. I'm coming up on the side. All I could see was me shooting out the top of the tube and then landing and splatting in the parking lot. And I'm like, why did I ever do this? I'm ne- Okay. I've never done that again. Just saying. I don't care how close to 70 I'm getting. I don't plan to do it again either. Oh, my gosh. There's but, a, uh, but my kids were so proud of me at that time. There's <laughs> something I saw on YouTube, and we'll have to find this for the show notes. But they got a bunch of people up on the high dive yeah. platform to uh, see if they would actually dive in the pool. Yeah. Because, you know, you're watching the Olympics, and you're like, oh, okay, they're jumping off the platform and it is really high it turns out <laughs> yeah we're not talking about the circus thing into the tiny pool we're talking about you know like an olympic 10 meter uh-huh. um but yeah it, it's it's super high and the, there were some people who were just like <laughs> uh, yeah I, I feel like if you get me up there i'm definitely jumping off because i'm not going back down that ladder <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I uh, I ended up. Let me see. In a in a, I was learning to I was learning to swim, I failed miserably at that, but I didn't die. Um, and going off the uh, the diving board was a little bit of a a thing. Um, that was that was crazy. But no, no, those were the extents of my adventures, and I'm I'm okay with that. Um, no parachuting, no jumping out of planes, no squirrel suits. Um, sometimes I drive fast, but <laughs> this is that's as good as it gets. But you're driving fast in like a. What are you driving fast in? You're you're not like driving 175 miles an hour in a in no Corvette, no, no. right? I think you're, 100. I think 100 miles an hour is actually my top speed. When I was but you're, and you're doing it like a in like a Hyundai that's shaking by then, right? Or something like that. No, this was a little earlier in life, and it was actually okay. a pretty well built Ford. Um, okay, but um, it just—I'm like, wow, I'm doing 100 miles an hour. And it never occurred to me, you know, you should slow down because there's cops around here. But luckily, they were all busy that day, <laughs> so they didn't see me, and my mother didn't have to kill me for wrecking her car. But um, yeah, I'm a very compliant fellow these days i'm i don't i don't go out on the edge for much you know having a new flavor of ice cream is about as good as i'm getting these days but i have had those times when you know just crawling outside the comfort zone a little bit was kind of fun well let's uh let's take this out of let's take this out of the thrill zone for a minute out of out of the hoodie out of the thrill zone, because that's uh-huh. what we're talking about right now, right? Zip lines, yeah. zip lines, and driving fast, and and all that stuff. Yeah. So what is what is getting out of your comfort zone look like in day to day life? Well, that kind of depends on. I mean, yeah, it depends yeah. on the person, but yeah. but there are ways to do this without. There are ways to get out of your comfort zone without living on the edge. Right? Whether that's Kind of depends on what you consider to be the edge now, doesn't it? I guess, but 
we both have we both have books in our promises for the next couple of years, right? Yeah. Uh, writing books. That's, that's very uncomfortable. Uh, you know, it's a stretch and it's very easy to not do the things required uh, because <laughs> you, you have to push yourself to do those things. Mm-hmm. I say, looking at my pile of research and uh, <laughs> <laughs> yeah, you like to do all that reading and stuff. And there's a, you know, I, I, I became a public speaker. Now, most people would just as soon die as yeah. give that a shot. Um, but, you know, the first time I did it, I was probably, but but again, I was a preacher's kid, right? So I was a preacher's kid and we went to church a lot and I made the mistake <laughs> of learning to play the piano. You see, a little bit. So being a preacher's kid. And uh, so I ended up having to do things like play the piano in church in front of people for the choir. And then I was singing in front of people and stuff like that. So I've done that. I was used to the crowd kind of thing. So I wasn't so scared of that. But it's even different than if you've got a choir and a, and a, and a, and a piano and you're with somebody instead of you know standing up on stage doing it yourself. Being a soloist was a little bit. Oh, see, I, I have the opposite problem. Um I don't mind doing it by myself, but if I'm doing it with other people, mm-hmm. yeah, I've, I've never done that with like one other person. Like, like if you and I were doing like a, a live podcast or you know, something like that, mm-hmm. I think it would be okay. You know, but to have all those other people you're supposed to mesh with. Uh-huh. Okay. Mesh with? Mesh, mesh with. with. Yes. Mesh <laughs> with. It, it's early for Josh's mouth. He's sober people just understand that. <laughs> Josh's mouth doesn't usually get going until about 9 p.m. But <laughs> yeah, yeah, there you go. Oh my gosh. Yeah. Stuff like that. Um and then the um when I became a speaker, the first time I spoke to the first I don't know. There was probably a couple of hundred people in that room for that. And I was like, wow. And, and I was like the guy, right? Yep. That was, that was weird, but um, they paid me money. Matter of fact, I think that particular engagement, I got a $25 gift card for Dunkin' Donuts, <laughs> <laughs> but I've been paid for other groups. <laughs> so that was fun, but I had learned to enjoy that. I'm a little bit of a comedian. So, and, you know, the bulk of my humor either has to do with ex-wives or stupid things I've done. And, and yeah, that's a whole other podcast there. That's a, but so, um, uh, I, I tell you what took some guts, what took some guts was becoming a, a paid life coach because, you know, the, the things there is like, well, I'm, I'm helping these people, you know, figure out problems and like, you know, what gives me the, okay. Yeah. I got training and all that other stuff, but before I used to do it for free and it wasn't a problem. Right. I'd give anybody my advice for free, but then when you, when you come in and you go, okay, so you're going to pay me for this, for this interaction. It's like, huh, it's a different level of responsibility. And and that can become uncomfortable. Yeah. Well, asking asking for money 
is a pretty bold move, right? Especially if it's something that you've done for free. Right. Right. Very much so. So, but in, in the beginning, but when you realize um, value one can bring, and, and I've got, I've got enough testimonies uh, from people going, I'm really glad I talked to you. Yeah. Uh, that feel better about whatever and stuff. So it, it's, it's one thing I do bring value and, and uh, maybe some stuff that they wouldn't have figured out otherwise, but that's, that was still a thing going, well, you know, I think maybe going out for any business because I've yeah. done a couple of business, you know, well, I was going to say photographer. You know, starting your, starting your own business. Always, uh, you know, there are some people, you know, there are some outliers in this world who, you know, they've been doing their own thing for, you know, they, they, they started with some hustle scam when they were like eight or 10 or whatever, mm-hmm. or 12, uh, you know, the, that started their serial entrepreneurship and, and yeah. they've only been able to run their own businesses. They've never been able to work for anybody, never wanted to work for anybody. But if you, oh, yeah. if you are the other type of person, you know, the, the sort of person who always got a paycheck and all you really had to do was show up and do your job, then that's a different jumping off. Of and, yeah. Then jumping off and starting your own business. That's way outside of seems like very, very scary. Yeah. yeah. So on that, it's been, what has it been? What? 11 years since you fired the boss? 12 years? <laughs> Uh, 2009. What is it? Yeah. Oh, here. Sorry. Yeah. yeah. 2009, August. Yeah. Yeah. Getting up there. Yeah. And then, um, yeah, even, even just doing a side hustle, right? Pretty much. Well, and then, and I, and I, and I had a several side, side hustles. Um, you want to know pressure, huh? you know, be a wedding photographer, go <laughs> do that first. <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, there's pressure there. You only get one shot. You know, I mean, it's like it's like, oh, okay, can we go do this wedding again next week? I'll do, I'll get better. I get better <laughs> angles over. No, that's not the way that works. You know, so you know that kind of thing. And there's 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 pressure in that, but there are things that I do that I love to do. Now, sometimes people have a problem moving from something they do for joy, and then making it a a, a paid venture. That can mess with you a little bit. Yeah. Well, I wonder how much of that is I do this because I have fun mm-hmm. and moving it to now I have to do it because if I don't do it, I don't eat. Yeah, that could, that could be, that could be some of that. And we can put some pressures on ourselves, but I mean, all in all, if you're good at it on this level and you're not good at it on this level, this other, you know, same, same stuff. Mm-hmm. Basically, that's just a comfort zone thing. Yep. And we have applied, we have applied a logic to it that doesn't really, you know, it's like if you're walking down the street just because you want to go for a walk, or you're walking down the street because you got to go pick up a delivery for somebody, right? Same activity, different motivation, but one of them carries with it pressure, and the other one doesn't. Right. So. Right. It's how you look at it. It's how you look at it. Because if you love doing something, but now you want to do it for uh, 
for pay. Money. Yeah. Because, you know, it's, it's going to bring value to one thing. I think one of the things that mess with us is, is um, a lot of people think everybody's going to buy everything they do. When really, if you look at the world of business, you find the people who are looking for what you got. And that's a different process than just tapping somebody on the shoulder going, hey, check this out. But you never know. So you got to yeah. do it. Well, and even but if that's not your thing, you know, there are places in our daily lives where, when we you know, st- we have the opportunity to step outside our comfort zone. A lot of people don't negotiate uh, their salaries. Oh, yeah. yeah there's that. Um, or even partial. Uh, my sister recently has been in a position where she's had to negotiate some work from home time uh, mm-hmm. when, when they went back to the office because uh, school was not quite as accommodating as, as work and mm-hmm. you can't leave a five-year-old home by, by herself. Yeah, true. <laughs> um, I think that's illegal in most states. Huh? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Plus if the five-year-old can cook better than you, I mean, you feel embarrassed when you come home. And, right. Uh, <laughs> I, um, negotiating for yeah negotiate well you know today it's a little it's it's still a little tougher because there's so many people looking for pay that they can be picky but by the same token if you can adequately um present your actual value to the company then you you stand a chance uh, who's the um who's the go for no guy uh what is his name we have we have google right here we've we've on. got it yeah go for no they, I forget his, I forget what his name is, but I've got the book. <laughs> I've read the book. Richard Fenton, does that sound right? Um, book is back, black and yellow. I, I forget. I, yeah, I know more the woman's name than the Go for No by Richard Fenton and Andrea Waltz. Yes, Andrea Waltz is the name I remember. Yeah, because, I mean, so, you know, some of that, you know, some of those exercises. You know, the uh, you just ask for ten percent off of Starbucks. Mm-hmm. Yeah, what's the worst they're gonna say? No. Yeah, really. Really, I had a. Um, that's a good. That's a good edge of your comfort zone. Thing. It it is. Um, and and sometimes you wind up with ten percent off of Starbucks. <laughs> for sure. For sure. So you know, sometimes you just gotta try it. Yeah. No, imagine. I imagine people like stand-up comedians, who who risk their lives on stages <laughs> for people who don't like their, who might not like their jokes. Well, I mean, it's, Paul a, Mooney, it's a lot of fun. Paul Mooney just died, so um, he's a he's a good example of that. Oh, wow! There you go. So anyway. That's comfort zones. I, uh, you know, you were talking about the jobs thing a few minutes ago. Yeah. The last, the last couple times I had uh, a job interview. I mean, I had a job interview because I hated where I was and I needed to do something. But on the last, the last job interview, um, you know, you've got this segment where uh, you're telling them, you know, what you're worth for them and what you do and what your skills are. And then you never think about the other side of that. 
So, because the other side of that is so, okay, so why should I come work for you? I mean, what is it that you're offering me? <laughs> right, other than just money. Then other than just money. Like what's, what's, what's the big pluses for me here? Most people. Especially never- if you're already employed. Oh yeah. Yeah. So it's, it's kind of a ballsy move, but the fact of the matter is I need to know why I should be there. And yeah. Well, when I retired in 2019, I, I kind of swore I was never going to like work for another human being like that again. <laughs> so, well, so it's like I've, when I've kept we brought that. you out of, you know, we brought you briefly out of retirement for wedding photography. Um, and yeah, but you were the you, most you a, couple out of was, Yeah, but but you couldn't know that before you you couldn't know that before you said yes and well, and that's true. before you did it right. <laughs> That's true. You were that, that was a that was a gamble that paid off. <laughs> <laughs> it was, yeah. And I almost got auctioned off at the wedding, and that was even uh, that was a whole other conversation. Oh man, we should get some of those old videos and show those. That was fun. I didn't say that, but yes, but that was that was fun. But uh, but also, you know, uh, a little bit of pressure. But there was a lot of love in that too, because you guys are awesome. So, and I really wanted to be a part of that. So. Well, we're glad you were. I mean, you 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 would have been there anyway, even if you weren't taking pictures. <laughs> but here's the thing: you it. probably would have sat there taking pictures with a. I I have been known to do that. I went to to a one wedding. I had I was invited as a guest. I took my camera and I was just doing what I what I do. I, I took pictures, and the person who invited me came over and said, "Put that down." I'm paying somebody else to take pictures. Your family today, put that down. And I was like, but this is my, this is my gift that put, go put that in the bag. I don't, I don't need your gift. I've paid somebody else to do it. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So that's kind of fun, but that's all right. But that's life. That's life. So life's fun. What is it? What are the, uh, you know, what else is there for, for, you know, comfort zones? It's, you know, well, they, they change for everybody, right? Yeah, exactly. You, we've talked about some of ours and, and some that we thought of, but I'm sure there are many more out there, many more opportunities to, to stretch your comfort zone. And to look, I, I'm a, I'm a parent of a young child. Yes, you are. If she doesn't see me getting uncomfortable, she's not going to have an example of getting uncomfortable. Yep. And you know, that's no way for a, it's no way for a, a we one to grow up. You, know, you, you got to take some chances. You know, and be I was going to say kids are the quintessential chance takers of the world. <laughs> Yeah, well, of course, before we get everything scared, they out, don't understand consequences. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I remember the roofs I used to jump off of. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my gosh. Oh, crazy stuff. Yeah. But, you know, my Instagram feed yeah, yeah. I, is is mostly things that make me uncomfortable. It's you know people mountain climbing or people doing some crazy parkour stuff mm-hmm. and yeah, that kind of thing. And yeah, some graffiti because strange art makes me uncomfortable. Uh, 
they uh like that kind of stuff but you know uncomfortable can be intellectual too right it doesn't have to be true it doesn't have to be gut or physical or anything like that just entertaining something it can be challenging art you know it can be it it can be richard Pryor setting himself on fire (laughs) um he he didn't do that on purpose just let you (laughs) just letting you know you know i've heard the video that didn't work (laughs) but yeah anyway it it um entertaining concepts we haven't thought about before you know well you know you think about where we are now you didn't talk about uncomfortable art but you you know you but for lenny bruce and jim morrison and george carlin and Mm -hmm. people people who went to jail for the words that came out of their mouth yeah or the, the emotions that their hips made yeah, and those two, yeah. Yeah. Elvis Presley was a trendsetter. <laughs> yeah. But you know, people took that a little further in the in the ensuing decades and, and mm-hmm. went to jail for it. Uh it's just you know, Jim Morrison was going to jail for obscenity in the late sixties. That that's not that long ago. Oh wow. You know, just for you know, sexy dance on stage. George yeah. Carlin was going to jail in the seventies for words that were coming out of his mouth on seven stage. words. You can't say on television. That's right. I didn't realize he went to jail with it though. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He, he was arrested for obscenity. Well, so there we go. Yeah. So that gives us lessons for tolerance and a bunch of other stuff. Yeah. And it's interesting. You know, civilization is changing. Well, it's changing constantly, but we we seem to be in the middle of a really big shift right now, and um, some of it is really quite uncomfortable, to be honest. So I have to. This is where I rely on you know the law of attraction to take me to the things that help me grow and keep me off the edge of a cliff. <laughs> but there's so many opportunities to go down a rabbit hole. There are many, many opportunities to go down the rabbit hole and, um, you know, not bad. So I guess it's, what do you just, what do you, what do you want to do? Because, you know, the saying is life begins on the edge of your comfort zone. All right. Well, thank you for being here. Thank you for listening, everybody. JKWDpodcast.com for show notes for this and all your other episodes. And uh, we will see you next time. Bye-bye. Hey, thanks for listening. Show notes and more at JKWDpodcast.com. Don't forget to subscribe, leave a review, and share with your friends. And we will see you next week. A Better Humanhood Production.